Uh, I also wanted to ask you about vocal fry. It's just yes. so interesting. Or as Hannah would call it, vocal chips. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Incorrect. Yeah, no? No. French fries, chips. That's no, funny. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Accent Accidents. I'm your host, Hannah, and as always, I'm joined by Anna and Evan. If you're new to this podcast, be sure to subscribe and also follow us on Instagram at Accent Accidents because we're really funny. So today we're joined. <laughs> what? We are you funny. Can tell by the delivery because we are really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better on Instagram, I promise. Okay, so today we have a guest that I happen to stumble upon while scrolling through TikTok. Her name is Julianne Bellotta. I don't, probably not saying that right. I apologize. She, you did say really? That. <laughs> okay, yes. Right. Probably, probably the first person that's ever pronounced it correctly on, off the bat. Really? Wow. Because yes. guys, well that done. Doesn't happen. Is um, it Italian? It is. It is indeed. Perfect. Okay, so uh, Julianne was born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, She has a she is a doctoral candidate in language education. She's also is that wrong? No, I said. (laughs) (laughs) She has also received a master's degree in linguistic anthropology, and she is now working on her PhD. Other than making cheesy TikToks about language and effort to avoid her dissertation, her hobbies include what re-watching the same two Netflix shows and hanging out with her dog Luna, who is a 15-year-old Jack Russell Corgi mix with no teeth. So welcome. Is that I love the that best intro, intro ever? It. It's wow. like the best. And I got through it without Evan in the background. Like I was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to make sure he mutes his track now. <laughs> oh, no. no way. No, you have to have it. Also, it's just me going, what? So, <laughs> you know not to stop for me. <laughs> uh, before, I need to know, what are the two uh, TV shows that you're watching on Netflix on repeat? Yes. Oh, let's guess. Let's guess. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. You want to guess? Oh, do it. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know if you can watch. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I don't know. There's too many things. (laughs) You're one. Schitt's Creek and Parks and Rec. You're pretty close. Okay. So for sure, The Office. Okay. Parks and Rec is, Parks and Rec is in the rotation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's usually reruns of Please No Judgment, reruns of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Please No Judgment. I love all things Bravo, so. Right, and so it's it's Roni or it's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Love. And it's The Office. Uh, And Parks and Rec gets thrown in there because I actually worked for a Parks and Rec department and (gasps) the the similarities are chef's kiss. Are you serious? (laughs) Oh my God, that's awesome. I have to rewatch Parks and Rec. Oh, oh, good. So good. Yeah, Shit's Creek is in our rotation now too, for sure. <laughs> right, Hannah? No. Love Shit's Creek too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. Hannah hates it. Though. No, I don't hate it. I just like everyone has like amped it up so much. I'm just expecting gold, and like I'm three, four episodes in, and I'm like, it's not funny yet. It's because it's a build. It's like it a is. character d- develop. Uh, Catherine O'Hara yeah. is just oh, a no. Goddess. She's like the only thing keeping me in, and David. That's it. So, ew, David. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> as I mentioned, um, I discovered Julianne while on TikTok, and she is incredibly interesting. We'll leave her like details in our Ooh. show notes, but you have to check it out because it's super funny. And TikTok's really hard because it's like super short. So, you have mm-hmm. to 
be engaging really quickly and you are, you're amazing. Um, but because those like videos are super short, we thought it would be really interesting to kind of unpack some of those uh, videos and what you talk yeah. about in them. Um, but I think for everyone who's listening, who's not sure, and this is for me included, we should just like start with the basics and that's with like, what is linguistics? What does it mean? So linguistics as a, an umbrella term is really the study of language. More, most often you'll hear people talk about linguistics in terms of formal linguistics, which is the study of the form and structure of language. So people who do syntax, morphology, phonology, that's the form and the actual in the abstract of human use of it, the abstract study of, of language form and structure. Um, but linguistics is a is a much broader term for people that do um, you know cognitive linguistics or historical linguistics, which is looking at how language changes over time. Um, and what I do is linguistic anthropology, which kind of overlaps with sociolinguistics, which is looking at um, language as a social process more than mm. anything. And so that's really what I do is look at not so much the form and structure of language because those things are important and I know how to do them, but I'm much more interested in. Um, how language is, you know, the relationship between human beings and language in the real world and how we use it um, and how it shapes our identity, how it shapes who we are, how it can make meaning in the real world. So that's the, oh, my phone is on. I'm so sorry. Don't worry. Uh, that's what I'm far more interested in. Yeah. So that's kind of, I would say the two separation is like people who study form and use and people who study like language as a social process. Amazing. Wow, super sorry. interesting. My dog. Whoa. It, it, amazing. Like, I feel so stupid. <laughs> no, well, but, oh my gosh, please don't. I'm the stupidest person I know. <laughs> well, you yeah, haven't well. met me. So my first I, question, no, I'm kidding. So I once, I once told my, my significant other, I looked at him and I said, what are the Jurassic Park animals? And he was like, excuse me, do you mean a dinosaur? Did you just have a stroke? Are you okay? <laughs> so I promise you, like oh I God, promise. <laughs> You know, the old timey lizards, what are they called? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, oh, okay. Man. My first question, though, after you, you know, explained like your interest and in, in where this all is coming from, or at least where you're, what you're pursuing, what drove you to, because we discovered, Hannah discovered you on TikTok, what made you kind of choose that, right, as a social media and a platform to, to do, to talk about this? Fully boredom. Yeah. That was, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fully I feel like that's why so, everyone's on TikTok, but like, so, right, you're interested. Yeah. So I, I love like talking to like young kids about what they're doing and like, I want to be a cool mom. So I always try to figure out like what they're up to. And so I started hearing my younger cousins talking about TikTok and I was like, uh, mm -hmm. I'm a millennial. I don't need TikTok. This, yeah. What is this? What is this Thank travesty? You. Thank you. So I went, right. So I went on TikTok and I was like, uh, I'm going to do it as a joke. And then four months later, cue me like <laughs> telling my parents that I have to go into the other room to make a fucking TikTok. Like, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> um, so one of the things, I mean, the reason that I chose it is that I also have a colleague who is doing her own educational TikTok on like her work. And I was like, this is actually a really good platform. And if I wanted to give it to my students or something, it's a really good platform to do that. And along the way, if I get other people that are interested in it, then that's dope. And so that's kind of how I ended up on TikTok. So you've been finding success there in terms of like your message, right? Like the education that you're putting out there. Are you getting a lot of people go like, like us where we're like, oh my God, that's so interesting. 
I mean, yes. I mean, I would say that I am shocked that anybody wants to listen to anything that I have to say. So any <laughs> amount of followers has been a pleasant surprise for me. Um, I mean, I have, it's not, it's nothing compared to what would be considered like an app substantial following, but I do, I'm interested in how much people are interested in the most boring stuff that people tend to think about linguistics, like right. allophones or things that I would never think people would care about. Right. Uh, people are like, I learned so much from this like 60 second video. And mm -hmm. I think like that is awesome for me because I, I think I made a TikTok about this a couple of weeks ago that I love when people want to be interested in linguistics on their own, because I think everybody kind of has an inherent desire to know like how language works if they think about it for a little mm -hmm. while. So yeah. So, I mean, I'm super excited that anybody's interested in it. That's very cool. <laughs> awesome. You brought up a word, allophone. Uh, elephants. <laughs> yeah. Saxophone. No. Um, yeah. Allophones are a part of, you know, it's a phonological thing where Oh, I would have to get into the whole What's thing. phonological? And you <laughs> oh, phonological. So, be okay, so the smallest oh, unit of sound is a phoneme. The smallest unit of sound is a phoneme. Hey, you're a phoneme. Which is... <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm attacked. Being attacked. <laughs> Slightly. Oh, my God. Um, do you, but I mean, here's the thing. You have to know that I ramble. So do you really want me to tell you yes. what a phoneme is? Or well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, literally just for context, right? Of like, okay, so like when you say it's obviously the, um, what, the like phonetics, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So phonology um, relates to phonemes and phonetics, which are language sounds. Mm -hmm. So we can make a bunch of sounds with our mouths. We can like yawn, we can sigh, we can burp, we can make raspberries, right? But only some of those get used in the language that we make, right? So okay. a sound like p or p is a sound that we use to create words, right? And so linguists have developed this phonetic inventory or this phonetic alphabet that shows all of the sounds that people use to create language. Um, because the way that we represent sounds is also different from language to language. So it's a way to transcribe not the not the way that we would write language, but the way that language sounds itself. And so a lot of like vocalists and actors um, use transcription, but basically that phoneme just means the study of sound. And then phonology is the study of how sounds behave. And wow. An allophone means that a phoneme by itself can be pronounced one way, but there are variations that our mouths kind of create just by habit of the environment that they're in around other sounds. Um, and those differences don't create a new phoneme. They just create like a kind of a different, a variation on that phoneme, but it's not considered its separate sound. Um, so the example, oh gosh. The is that kind of like, like, an, like, to... like an accent then? Like the, the slight differences or is that something else? That's something different. So let okay. me give you an example. So when you say the word like bitter, mm -hmm. right? It's spelled, we uh, we acknowledge it as the t sound, right? So if we wanted mm -hmm. to really articulate it, we would say bitter, but nobody says that, right? And so the d sound, it's not the d phoneme. So we're not changing that, those two t's psychologically to like, to like a d, right? But we do say bid, bidder. Duh, mm -hmm. Right. And so that duh is an allophone of tuh, which means that it, we still psychologically recognize it as tuh, but we say it duh because of the other sounds that surround it in the word, oh. that it's just easier for our mouths to kind of say it that way. So we don't say like, so if you have a name like Katie, Katie mm -hmm. D, you would say Katie, not KT, unless you right. really wanted to, you know, smash that T, right? Or your um, Hannah. It's a very I know. I was about to say, you are literally explaining like, just how Australians talk. Yeah, you're talking to a Hannah and an Anna here. 
Yeah, it's so there's, so there's specific, and like the thing about phonology is that it's very language specific. So that's called flapping when it's like in, it's called intervocally, which means it's in the middle of the word. Um, and so that's like a very American thing, but it does appear in other mm. dialects as well. It's just that phonology is about how sounds behave within a particular language. So like um, if you're talking about the rolling of the R in Spanish, or is that considered or the click in... I don't know how you say those the are language. actually phonemes. They're they're just okay. like like Hosa. Those are actually mm-hmm. distinct phonemes that are recognized as like separate sounds, right? So the okay. trill in Spanish would be its own phoneme that we would recognize as like linguistically separate from the R in Spanish, right? Um, allophones are variations of one phoneme that don't become other phonemes just because you change that sound, right? Wow, that is so interesting complicated so would you say that like a, if somebody is um which could be very american is like uh lazy in their pronunciations in their language in their kind of like, they just kind of like i don't know it's not they're not very crisp talker or if it's a dialect it's not very crisp. would that be an allophone heavy dialect am i even using dialect correctly in that regard like like if you're saying like when you had the example of bitter versus bitter like if you just are kind of like lazy with your language and you don't enunciate words like that does that mean it's allophone heavy no not particularly because i think like american dialect everybody does that. Like I would, I would be surprised if somebody that was speaking with like an American dialect said bitter because Mm. we usually just say bitter. Right. Um, and they're sometimes so slight that you don't even notice it. So there's like this variation on vowels in the word bin or with I. So if you said like bin and bit, um, you would think that that I sounds the same, right? Like, so we Mm -hmm. recognize it as an I, but if you actually hold your nose and say the two, one, sounds different so if i go bit and bin you hear that difference Mm -hmm. so that's still an it's still an i vowel but the variation is that because it's succeeded by what's called a nasal consonant which is an n sound that it has like it you say it more up in your nose just because that's the way that your mouth wants to move it's yeah so i'm not sure if it's like a lazy thing i think it's just like an efficiency of speaking thing wow dude my mind is blown I've never thought about language in this way. It's like, I mean, I thought about like sounds we make and stuff, you know, because I have a a daughter. And so growing up or her growing up and learning to speak, you know, you kind of start to recognize a little bit about language, but never to this level. This is super fascinating. Mentioned at the start um, that like you were listening to, did you say your cousins or something like that? Or someone any younger that you were listening to in the way that they speak? Is that like something kind of like, what do you say the younger generation before, I mean, before us or below us are kind of like talking? Is it interesting in that regard? Like, are you noticing big differences? Yes. I mean, I would say that our generation did it. Every younger generation moves language in particular ways. Um, But I think Gen Z, especially being digital natives, which means that like they grew up in a world that had internet phones, smartphones, right? Like most of them have never seen a world without a smartphone. Um, that the integration of like digital speak and and emojis and things that are very particular to internet language um, 
has changed the way that they like use language every day, right? So they shorten words and kind of the lexicon that they use is more widespread. Like it's not so regional anymore, right? So mm -hmm. would you go so far as to say that one day in the future, like there won't be as many, if any, like accents or dialects anymore because everybody will be growing up, learning, hearing everyone talk. It'll flatten out. It's a really comp. It's a big question. It's a it's a mega yeah. question, right? And it's like linguists are doing research on that probably right now to figure out what that's going to look like because we do see like accent flattening and language flattening. So mm -hmm. more languages are disappearing. Mm -hmm. Accents are flattening because there's like you don't have to leave your community to hear the way other people speak, right? right. And mm -hmm. then so it's kind of like the um, the Halle Berry effect. I've heard it called like the Friends effect, right? That like the way that people on Friends spoke kind of became because it was like so syndicated worldwide that people started to start to mimic the way that right. they speak. So now like a lot of people just have like regionally California accents, right? Just right. because that's what you're growing up hearing and you're socialized to say and the way that you talk is very influenced by the media you consume. So that's a huge question. I think yeah. probably. Yeah. Hannah, you're going to lose your accent. Oh my God. Yeah. No way. Am I ever losing? This not accent. in your time. Not no. Our, like not in our time. No, I not don't think, but time. that's so interesting. And what would, and it would obviously you would think the way the world kind of works, it would be like an, would everyone just speak with an American accent? No, our no, empire I think is it would about be a, a, It would be probably <laughs> yeah. a mishmash of things and then probably like a little bit of that Gen Z kind of. Right. Right? Like it'd, it'd probably be like totally different than what we're hearing today. Oh. I feel like it would just be so, well, and I guess this wouldn't be necessarily the accent, but like everything will be this kind of shortened like internet speak, you know, <laughs> like, like everything, obviously like the spelling of everything is going to change so much because it's going to be all about ease of expediency like no one wants to type out all these words or say these things a certain way it's just like what's easiest you know to to get oh, out that's sad yeah, but also i mean it would be like perhaps like speech becomes simplified in a way but like what are we doing with written language right like yeah. internet like how much are we communicating because people i think tend to the thing about internet language is that it represents spoken language but written language is not spoken language and i think that's right. where yeah. people like have kind of like bump heads about it um totally. so if you're thinking about like how much we use social media and the internet to communicate with one another now i'm not sure what that's even i think it's kind of like unprecedented a little bit because we're not sure how those two things are going to like interact like will spoken language become more like written language or will it, will it go the opposite way? Like where we stop right. talking as much and we're like really expressing ourselves more fluidly through and like, Aww. you know, type or the medium. internet. Or, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I yeah, would much rather what... text than call. Yeah, you say <laughs> that, oh but then God. like, would you look into a world where imagine like everyone is just like in a room and everyone's like texting on the phone and like literally no one is talking. Like it would be sad. That's any waiting that room these happen. days. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I don't true. think that would ever, I don't, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say anything for fear mm. that some, you know, some fancy linguist is going to like come to my neck about it. But right. I, I would say that verbal speech, like verbal communication is not going to go away. It's just going to change in a lot yeah. of ways that we mm -hmm. might not be anticipating. And right. I think, Funny, I think internet language is going to become infinitely more complex and yeah. dynamic than it is now.
I also wanted to ask you about vocal fry. It's just yes. so interesting. Or as Hannah would call it, vocal chips. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Incorrect. Yeah, no? No. French fries, chips. That's um, funny. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. That's Thanks funny. for coming out today, everybody. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I joke. feel like if I'm around someone, like, I feel like I have it sometimes, but if I'm actually around someone that definitely has it, within, like, minutes, I'll be speaking the way they speak. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so that's, like, we do, I think, humans do that naturally that we kind of want familiarity with people so we tend to match the way that they're speaking so we're a little bit like mirrors with each other we tend to be and it's called like accommodation theory like that we accommodate the way that other people are speaking to kind of facilitate ease of communication with people um so like when i'm speaking to my students outside of the classroom i try to like not speak with you know, I try not, not big words. I just try to like, not sound like a mom too much. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're accommodating the tone of whoever you're with. Like you speak differently to your parents than you do to a teacher or you would to somebody that you don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but vocal fry is this, it's so controversial. Um, and the things that I say about it tend to be controversial, uh, vocal. So vocal fry is technically it's speaking in the lowest register of human sound right so usually we speak in what's called like the modal range like we're speaking like that now but vocal fry is when you kind of um constrict the vocal folds and so it kind of <laughs> sounds like really bubbly because there's like pop, like little bubbles of air coming out mm -hmm. of the vocal folds rather than kind of um them vibrating in the way that they do when you're speaking in the modal range uh but people think it's really annoying yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I think it's annoying, but I think that it makes you sound like stupid. I don't know. But like, I, people, a lot of people think that. Um, I'm curious it, if that's because it's like a generational thing. So you see it with younger generations, and then if you take like say dissect who's thinking it sounds stupid and where that kind of came from, because I almost wonder if that is kind of one of those ageist kind of things. I don't think so because like I'm looking at like Kim Kardashian, like that is who I'm thinking of when I think of vocal fry. And I, I mean, she's an intelligent woman. She's built like an amazing business and empire, but just as soon as she, just the way that they speak, it just, I don't know, it just automatically just makes me feel like they're not very intelligent. Well, wait, give us, do you have insight? Like, why do, why is that a thing? Why do people do this? Like, where did it come from? So linguists have, you know, argued and the studies that they do kind of show that vocal fry in the same way that like upspeak. So upspeak is like when like, um, everything's a like question. from Clueless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like talking like this or talking like a Valley girl. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of developed in the same way, but as I kind of talked about in some of my TikToks, young females tend to be the initiator of like linguistic change. So they often get shit for it the most. Um, hmm. And I think it's like has to do with gender too, right? That we think like yeah. the way that young people speak is stupid just because they're young. Um, vocal fry tends to be the same way that young women used it. Everybody uses vocal fry. So like that's like the first thing to everybody uses vocal fry. It's a natural part of speech, especially at the end of sentences. 
like Noam Chomsky, who's a famous linguist. Oh, like yeah. He uses vocal fry, right? Yeah. So a lot of like men and women, when they do studies, everybody uses vocal fry. It's not like this thing that like only young girls do. Um, it's just in certain social circles, women have tended, young girls have tended to use it more and it has become more a characteristic of like young people's speech. So our generation does it way more than people who are boomers, right? Or Gen mm. X probably mm-hmm. does it more than boomers, right? Um, but females do tend to be criticized for it more. And so like it, how do I want to say this? It does sound stupid to us only because we're socialized to think it sounds stupid. Does that make sense? It's kind of like the chicken or the egg thing, Mm -hmm. right? That like young women use it and we tend to discredit or disrespect young women for, and like not have, give them like autonomy or respect in the way that we give like young men or older people. So because they use it, we associate it with being unintelligent. And so now using it makes you, is, makes you perceived as unintelligent. So why do you think people do it, regardless of people's perceptions of it being used? Like, why would people <laughs> talk like that? Like, do, is there a psychological, like, are they just really thinking deeply about what they're saying? Do you, or does your, it have to thoughts? do with some of that low register, uh, you know, when, uh, when a female's, you know, going down into that lower register, I wonder. Well, but dragging Sometimes. it out, right? Yeah. I mean, there's also like the elongating, like, right. Mm-hmm. Kim, right? Like there are people dying, right? Like so it's <laughs> it's elongating sentences, 100%. right? <laughs> yeah. All of those things. Really the bad. Kardashians have this like very it's more than just fry and yeah. I'm not super sure. It's like West Coast affluent fry. I don't know how to explain. Like it's like because like some people some people credit it to like this speech that's supposed to kind of reference that like you're very wealthy and so Mm -hmm. you can take time with your speech and you don't have to pretend you don't have Mm. to try to speak because like, right. So there's studies that suggest that. Um, but probably more so it's just that people that are around each other tend to talk the same. So it may have started that way in the same girl in the same way that like Upspeaker Valley girl talks sounds and it just like spreads that way. Um, so, I mean, psychologically, I'm not, I'm psychologically, I'm sure some people do use it as an affect in order to mimic the sound of the Kardashians or people that they mm-hmm. hear speaking that way. But as far as its origin, I'm, I will have to get back to you on that because I'm not like that much of an yeah, expert. Yeah, I have no time. idea. Can you touch on, I found this really interesting. You just said it a moment ago, how like females are like leaders in terms of like, change in terms of linguistics like what can you give me more examples yeah so um there's a a linguist named gretchen mccullough and her website is allthingslinguistic.com and i use her her stuff for everything she wrote a book called because internet and she has like a really great podcast and website or article about um there were studies done on females during like Shakespearean times of like words that people credit to Shakespeare inventing Mm -hmm. or using. And what they actually Mm -hmm. found is that like young women were using them first. So they tend to be the innovators of like, and people don't really know why. I mean, women tend to, and you know, that's like, you have to like consider the whole like continuum of gender. And like, we're really like being specific about what, who we're calling like female, but in the historical record, they tend to see that like women are the innovators of linguistic change first and they tend to like grasp onto new things first because they're i don't know 
taught to be more communicative and to mm-hmm. speak with their, you know, to emote with their words more than, you know, people that are socialized as men. So um, they just tend to be the ones that like use new things first, right? So if a boy, if like young Gen Z people use yeet, it's because like young, a young girl probably use yeet for, right? Like, so whoever started wow, using it is just like this. It just tends to be younger females that are innovators of change, but they also get it. shit on for it the most. Yeah, that's true. You know what's fascinating too is if you look at men's fashion versus women's fashion, the same could be said. Like women's fashion changes seasonally, whereas men's, it's years and years and years. And so boring. boring. Yeah. So boring. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's actually funny that you mentioned that about um, Shakespeare because there's there's these kind of um, running, running theories that that I have heard that William Shakespeare was actually not a person, but a group of people. Um, yeah. And be, I mean, Whoa. just because the can- his canon of his, the canon of work of, of William Shakespeare is so robust and was in such a short amount of time that it was, it was almost literally physically impossible to write or transcribe a play that many plays in that short amount of time. So people are like, you just, you, he would be writing nonstop 24 seven with no edits, you know, for like a decade or something uh, to write all these plays. And so that's very interesting that you say that it, because then it's like, maybe it was a group of young women who were, you know, Uh, what would you say? What's your favorite word? I just sprung it on you. Yeah, you're coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> or at, no, no, or like phrase it. That's like asking someone to pick their favorite child. I know. Even even word. if it's just like a handful of words what's, that you like, kind of your favorite like, accent. Or what's like a word you hate, maybe? Yeah. yeah. yeah like you hear and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> what's your favorite color? It's really it's really basic. <laughs> what is it? My favorite, my least favorite word is, is pretty basic. I hate the word moist. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I'm glad <laughs> that you as a fan. professional, like, agree with that. Like, we're not being silly. Like, it is a disgusting word. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that discharge is grosser. Oh, but... no. That's, that's a concept, icky. though. That's pretty icky. That's pretty <laughs> icky for sure. Um, but I think, I think moist is semantically icky more than it is, like, the sound is icky. I think the semantic like attachment to what we yeah. think of as moist, it tends to be just make it like like things that are moist are icky. So moist is icky, right? That's We've so overused true. the word moist by like fifty seven times already. Um, yeah. I would say that that's probably one of my least favorite. I also hate like unnecessarily big words. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, trixodecaphobia. Like, <laughs> like that, right? Like anti disestablishmentarianism. Get out of here. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, is get out of here part of that word? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, can you settle something for us? I don't know if you can, but oh. irregardless is something that Evan likes to say a lot and he constantly is having fights with Anna. Right, because I, it, well, it was like what you were saying earlier, like I'm doing it ironically, like tick, using TikTok and now it's just what I say. <laughs> I was doing it ironically and it stuck. So what's the debate? Well, that Anna well, there's doesn't... no debate because I'm right because uh... well, it is a word, but it's a word that is I. Here's it's in the... the dictionary now, isn't it? Or yeah, it is. It is really. Yeah, yes. Irregardless is in the dictionary as well as um, supposedly I think is like you is an accepted pronunciation <laughs> of a word or something. That's awesome. You know, there's all these weird things that they're now like Webster. At least I yeah. I can't speak for Oxford, but Webster <laughs> is like yeah, we'll we'll take it. We'll take right. it. Well, like, and, maybe and there so isn't a question. Agree with that, like that. Um, this evolution of language where it's like, are you, because like you were saying before how a lot of people 
kind of like stick to their guns in terms of how you know like how language is written versus how it's used and oh you're saying it wrong it's not and then you have someone like webster being like eh you know irregardless is a word now why because the definition of a word is communicating and understanding right yeah so i'm really annoying because i'm very much about like descriptive language which mm -hmm. means that like i hate grammar police because mm -hmm. i think yeah. if you if you understood it then there's no reason to correct somebody for the way that they said it right, right. like there's Dang. no reason right so irregardless if you say it people know what you mean yeah right. so in that way it's efficient right because people know what you mean mm -hmm. yeah. um but like would i give you shit for it if you wrote it in a paper for me yeah probs but that's because like it's <laughs> right. academic language and that's different um and also i think i tend to break that rule when it comes to people that i i want to critique for their language yeah. because they're right because of who, who they are as a as a person <laughs> as a human being right that's awesome <laughs> that's that's funny okay so keep going but yeah, i mean you know, descriptive language is if you, it's how we communicate effectively. If you can understand what somebody said, then technically there's no problem with it. I agree. So we're going to move on to our final segment, which is called What's the Word? And this is a game that uh, we play and it's basically I'm sharing with you guys um, an Australian word or phrase and you have to guess the meaning. So okay. I, um, yeah, are, are you are familiar wild. with like Australian slang and words and things like that? Julian? Am I? Yes. Sorry. Absolutely not. Um, Excellent. I know, I know mate. Okay. Oh, mm -hmm. and I know, I know that's it. There awesome. That's okay. Great. It. Um, okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm going to start out with a phrase first and then, um, we're going to do some quick Fire round of words. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, cool fry. So the <laughs> too much fries. <laughs> too much fries. Okay. So the first one is tall poppy syndrome. <laughs> tall poppy tall syndrome. Poppy syndrome. Yeah, like I say syndrome, but you say syndrome. 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 Oh, syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> are we are we giving you the definition of it? Yes. So that's. Exactly. What do you think, without knowing anything, what do you think that this means? You don't have to start. Anna and Evan, you start. I'll start. I think it means someone, like, who's tall but kind of slouches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very literal. Sometimes um, you have to go there. Tall, but I think, I think it means hot shit. Like, you think you're super cool. Like, oh, they got tall poppy syndrome. Like, they think they're super cool. Okay. Julian, what do you think? No, no wrong, there's no wrong, like there's no stupid answer. So no, there's don't, not. Don't worry. Uh, does it mean that like you're, you're, uh, fuck, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, your yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Does it mean that like you, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Evan. Like you think you're too good. Like you yeah. think you're, you're okay. better than anyone. So you would say Shaz has got. <clears throat> Shazza's who? got a bad who? case no, no, no. Poppy syndrome. Shazza, as in like Sharon. What? Wait. <laughs> I'm so lost already. I have no idea what just happened. Well, I'm using an example they gave and I was like, yeah, this is right. So like Sharon and we call Sharon like Karen, but like she's, her name's Shazza. 
So you wouldn't call Sharon Shazza. But that's got nothing to do with tall poppy syndrome. <laughs> I'm just using as a sentence so to basically that. help you. But it's Shazza's got a bad case of the tall poppy syndrome. And basically what that means, it's kind of, you kind of both said it, but they still, you're still not correct. But like, it's when you're jealous of someone's success. So Australia really frowns on people that are like really confident about themselves. Like, no, if you're confident about themselves, then we we do not like you. You can't be confident, and it's kind of so honestly all of it America? is. America, so just like the <laughs> yeah, whole of right. literally. Right. Yeah, and so when I was coming to America, I was just like, this is like that was one of the things. I was like, they're too cocky, and so tall poppy syndrome comes from that in where like someone is jealous of someone's success. So if I got a like a raise or a like a promotion or something like that and I was like talking about it and like Sharon or Shazza was getting jealous about it someone would call her out and she's like you know you've got a case of the tall poppy syndrome or she's you can even say like tall poppy that would be enough but yeah that's basically what it is but it's very Australian to just like not be totally against someone who is a bit cocky. That is so fascinating that Australians like frown upon that because in my mind when I see any like Australian video they seem like the so most confident. confident, like just like but you don't say so. it. You don't say it because as soon as you say it, it's like, well, you, you would never say I'm so confident. But as soon as you like kind of start talking about start it, talking about it, then it's mm-hmm. just like we don't like you. That is hilarious. I like that. Yeah. I love that. OK, so now I'm going to do like a little short round of like words. So these are just like words and I just want you to quickly like guess the meaning of all of them. OK. OK. All right. First one is mint. Great. Kind of. It's great. Uh, good condition. No. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, very confusing. Uh, uh, um, Quick sticks. Am- amazing. It's like when you would call someone attractive, they're mint. Oh, okay. Like a dime piece. That's what I say. What oh, would you say? Oh a, dime. a dime piece. A 10. 10 out of 10. Oh, a dime piece. What's that? I don't get it because we don't have dimes. I love that. <laughs> that is so good. Okay, I like that. I'm adding that to my pocket. Uh, a flog. Huh? A flog. F-L-O-G. Flog. Oh, like you okay. hit him. Like you flog him. Nope. Oh. Uh, it's like when you pet a cat. You flog it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, cats you're petting. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's not it. to hit someone? It, you're an idiot. If you're a flog, you're an idiot. What Got a it. flog. Okay, this is an easy one. Dunny. Dunny? D- D- How do you spell it? D-U-N-N-Y. Dunny. This is an easy one, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Are you done? Like, like it's done. Are you done? Like- okay, no, but that's cute. And that's like, if you really look at Australians, that would make sense. But it yeah. doesn't mean that. They add wise to everything. Yeah. No, no guesses. Um, Danny, Danny. Uh, I can't I believe don't. you don't know this. Danny. It's up there know. with like Barbie. No. Oh, what? It's Barbie? like I, as like well known as like Barbie barbecue. You don't okay? Like a shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. It's a Danny is toilet. What? Why? I don't Why? know, guys. Why? It's just the Danny. I'm this going to the Danny. <laughs> Where is she? Oh, he's, she's on the dunny. Sha- who, Shaz? 
Yeah, Shaz is on the dunny. I can't believe you've never heard of dunny. Shaz is on the dunny. I love that. Shaz, I'm writing that down. Shaz is, Shaz is mint, but she's on the dunny. Yeah. Right. She's on the dunny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love that. Next is Ripper. Oh, is this like a fart? <laughs> no, I, I no, was waiting for Evan. But like, no. <laughs> Is it an article of clothing? No. Ooh. Is it like Velcro? Uh, no, no. Okay. That's awesome. No. Uh, me. Uh, okay. No. It's like it's Ripper would be awesome, but you would often have it with bloody. So bloody Ripper. That would be like awesome. Bloody Ripper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have to like raise my arm, but like you, you do. That's <laughs> one does. Okay. Bloody so I've got a few Ripper. more. Ready? Tinny. Yep. Huh? Tinny. Tinny? Yeah. Ooh, that's that like annoying ringing in your ear. No, that's tinnitus. Tinnitus? Yeah. But you can say tinny. something sounds tinny, tinny. Like, when you record that's it. True, that's true. That's true. Not it. Tinny. Quick, quick. <laughs> is it toilet paper? Because Dunny is a toilet. Is right. Tinny the toilet paper? That is awesome. Ooh. No. I'll add a tinny on the Dunny. Okay. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you could have a tinny on the Dunny. It's a beer. Ah, oh. I like that. Yeah. God. Okay. A, yeah. Okay. Uh, a, a booze bus. A booze bus. Yeah. Well, that's like a, a something like that a I bus. want to be on. Something yeah. that you I don't want to be on this. Be Wait, oh. no. This is the, the, like the what's the um the cops like when they break up a party like and a, they've got a big van. And- paddy wagon. Yeah. It, paddy literally, wagon. It, or yeah, a yeah. divvy van. Like you just load people in, and they've right. had too much booze. A booze bus. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, next, I've got two more. Rubber. Uh, go ahead, Evan. <laughs> condom? <clears throat> no, not a condom. Uh, rain boots? No, that's oh, cute. Yeah. No. Uh, if something's like squeaky clean? No, it's our term, what we would use for an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be at school and like you don't have oh, a rubber. No. You'd be like, hey, can I borrow your rubber? Right. Oh, this guy. No. <laughs> this guy. Okay, one more. That could be so bad. <laughs> it could be so bad. Yeah. But I feel like this is important words to spread. So, like, you don't get those confused. Uh, the last one's maggot. Ew. Rude <laughs> and gross. Maggot. Maggot? Yeah. Someone who leeches off of someone else? Ooh, no. Mm. <laughs> I want to say something political, but I'm say not it. Do it. Just say it's it. It's fine. Is it like people who love MAGA? Because <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! As, like, maggots. They call them maggots. That is awesome. Great. No, but it maybe it has a new meaning now. Maybe. Evan, you got anything? Uh, does it? Is it like a um, like a like a match for lighting something? No, that's funny. <laughs> Maggot. <laughs> maggot. It's um when you're really drunk, someone's maggot. You can say you're what? like maggoted. Maggoted. Like, oh, he was maggoted. Or what? no, he's oh, maggot. Man. It and doesn't that even means make, like, sense it doesn't make way. sense. But it literally it makes sense like a hundred percent. Like they're maggot. They're like disgusting <laughs> in the gutter, drunk. Like, like that. Can I ask a, a question? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I, so this is like another word that I've heard, and I just remembered it yeah. because I. And I only know this from Courtney Act, <laughs> yeah. from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Um, does root mean to have sex? Yes. Okay. Root. I remember yeah. That. So yeah, like, uh, like if you're having a conversation, like 
Girls don't. I mean, girls do say it maybe when you're younger, but you would often hear like a group of guys saying, yeah, did you get a root last night? <laughs> <laughs> or you would be like, uh, did you root her? Or, um, but it can also be used as drunk. Like I was really rude. That's confusing. I know. It's so confusing. Well, but, well no, it's the same as the word fuck. Oh, it's, it's really like, fucked. I was yes. fucked last night. Did you fuck her? Like, right? Yeah. Or, or and I was really fucked. Yeah, you're right. So, okay, because it does make sense. But yeah, that's the Fuck is context. one of the most like flexible words in the English language. So true. English language. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite word. Sorry. No. You know, you me, yeah. I thought that I you guys knew fuck. that. So you do you Anna and Evan, you didn't know that? What root? Yeah, no, no. I know rut, but rut—that's like really like rut. Like, what do you mean rut? Like an like Australian when a dog, like dogs rut. No, I don't know what rut, this means. Like mating, like when animals are hmm. rutting, like mating. I've never heard of that. No, I've never heard of that either. What? Did that's you just a word, like when right? you're that's in a, a rut? Did you just make that up? Isn't no. it when you're in like a bad place, like you're in a rut? No. Yeah, in a rut. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it also Is it means British. Is it a British slang? Rot. R-U-T. Uh, like, no, rotting way. No. <laughs> I'll look up Ca- Cambridge English Dictionary, but rutted so far. Just no, rutting, like... according to Urban Dictionary, is a, just another word for having sex between two males. Oh. <laughs> That's what it says. I've never heard of it. Huh. I nope, didn't, never heard of it. That's very interesting. But, yeah, that's. That's it. We're ending on that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on to the end. You were amazing. Um, thank you so much. What is it, your little handle on TikTok so everyone can, can yeah. be sure to go follow you? So it's my name, which is J-U-L-I-A-N-E underscore underscore B, just the letter B. Nice. And we'll leave it in the show people. Yes. Yeah, because somebody else was already Julian underscore B. I find that bitch and what a finder yeah does she even use it i bet she doesn't even use it she's probably like a little bot (laughs) hater uh so if uh you like this podcast be sure to subscribe and follow us and follow uh download us on your favorite listening app and if you are on apple podcast be sure to give us a five star rating and a review and that is a car driving past and catch ya thank you (laughs) 